Oh, uh, yeah, baby. It is time for Wise and Nerdy. I'm your daddy, Charles. That's your daddy, J underscore A <laughs> over there. Uh, <laughs> you doing, Joe? It's been so long since I talked to you last. I know. It, it seems like forever. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing good. And, and I realized in the first episode we ever recorded for live for Wise and Nerdy, you know, the official start of the full 20 year 2000 episode run that we have contracted for uh we didn't use any of the banners i saw you put up the banner in this intro as we're recording <gasps> joe we're not recording the video <laughs> so guess what patrons you get to see the mess up and the video does it so we'll put in a new marker and, I'll hit and rec- i did use one of the banners while we were recording so uh we're i'm gonna say it comes up kurt again you're gonna you're gonna say uh Fire department's mic or whatever, but it's going to come up. Yep. All right. All right. And it's go. All right. Now we are recording. Okay. Here we go, Joe. We're going to call with the magic coin. We're going to see who is going to be Mike or Kurt. Which one's going to be Mike, Joe? Fire department, Mike. It is the Eagle. And it, it hit my little mat. Didn't give that great little ringing rolling sound. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. So we've got Kurt. All right, Kurt, buddy. Take it away. Get ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who are bringing their unique blend of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the airwaves. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experiences to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. But that's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy. From comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, tune in to Wise and Nerdy and join in the fun. But it is, Daddy. I'm your Daddy Charles. That's your stepdaddy, Jay, to the underscore to the A. Because I'm going to change his, his social medias every week. I'm not a stepdaddy. We are going to call our, our guests stepdaddies, remember? When I, we have guests. Uh, well, you know. I'm not a stepdaddy. Look, look, just because I, we've done a few practice episodes. <laughs> yeah, if Phil calls me, you know, he's it. I'm just saying, Joe. Just saying, if <laughs> if Ron Funches hits me up tomorrow and says I want to be your new co-parent daddy, Joe, your stepdaddy. I'm sorry, sorry. Wow, wow. You know, you know who you really want to have as a guest. I know it. I can, I can oh? just see it in your eyes. Okay. You would love to have Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I, I would definitely, I would definitely like to talk to him. That'd be, I, I don't know if he'd be co-parent. I don't think he'd be a good co-parent. No, no, no. I, I, I said guest. I said guest. No, he'd be a good stepdad. He, he's, he's the he, fun uncle. Don't, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I would have him as a stepdaddy any day. It's the question of the week. <laughs> I, love, I love how much Kurt and Mike just played into this so well. Uh, and they're going to hear some of these episodes and they're going to do some more. I imagine. I, I so. And for those of you who are out there, if you would like to do some stingers for us, I have a bank of six stingers right now, six pages of stingers and there's eight stingers per page. But if you'd like to add to that, you can make me scramble and, and uh, program it in. I'll take it. You can email us, uh, WNN show at gmail.com. Uh, 
and get that to us. So because I, I just screwed up that whole thing and didn't actually ask the question, we'll do it again. It's the question of the week. <laughs> Joe, name a product or service you love so much that you'd happily be that company's spokesperson. Man. Uh, so there's there's some great services out there that I love. But even though I love the service so much, I wouldn't be their spokesperson. Really? The, like, so there's definitely companies I would, though. We'll, we'll start with the actual question here, and then I'm going to okay, deviate okay, a little okay. bit. Like so, your septum. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Asus. Okay. A- All I, right. I, I love Asus's products. Um, I think when it comes to durability in computer products that they they really strive for that, especially with their tough line. Um, and so, yeah, Asus, I, I like it. Now, some of their, their, their software, not so much, but hardware, they do fantastic work. Um, I don't know about then, their software at all, but I have used their motherboards plenty of times. Yeah, exactly. And um, services that I like that I would definitely not be the spokesperson for. All right. Is um, my wife and I recently got Walmart plus. Okay. And personally, I, I love not having to go to Walmart sure. and, and see all the craziness there. Uh, but uh, so you're saying you're not a fan of people of walmart.com. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't mind seeing pictures of them. That doesn't mean I want to interact with them. Um, yeah. I hate Walmart. Uh, but yeah, no, the, I, I like that service a lot. I would never be a spokesperson for Walmart. I, yeah, I can't show for Walmart. I'm sorry. Just can't do it. Um, I think my product would be Anchor, A-N-K-E-R. Uh, I mean, Anchor. Okay. Either yeah. way, Anchor.fm as well. I mean, Spotify, I, I've really, I cannot. See, this is how much I actually like Spotify. I cannot remember the app that I paid for and used before for my music before Spotify came along. And I think Spotify bought them. So I'm like, eh, I'll try Spotify. Why not? Uh, somebody bought this company that I was with before, but I, as it's, I've actually enjoyed Spotify so much that I don't remember what it is, but I actually met A and K E R who makes batteries and mm-hmm. cables. And there are my, this the only iPhone charger, Android charger brand that I'll use uh, that I pay for. I mean, I'll, I'll take the stuff that I collect or, you know, if I'm on the road and just don't have one, I'll run to a store and just grab whatever. But anchor is their, their batteries, their chargers and their cables are top freaking nice. It's the camera I'm using for this show right here. <laughs> look, get, so, get, shut up, Joe. get off the screen. Look, <laughs> it's this camera. Look how great this camera looks when I'm pointing at it. It's like three freaking D man. And Joe has noticed before it's not doing it tonight for some reason. Maybe StreamYard doesn't trigger it that way, but um, it'll actually zoom in and zoom out on me. Which is really cool. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I think Acre makes some great products. They have made some decisions I did not care for with some of their subsidiaries, though. Um, what are some of their? Oh, wait, first off, who was the one you would be a spokesperson for? Uh, Asus. It was, Asus, yeah. Yes. Asus. So, who are some of their subsidiaries? Uh, one of their subsidiaries, which you actually also use, okay, is U- Eufy. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. You're right. I do use you. The doorbell? The doorbell. 
Is Do you remember the controversy, the link that I sent you? Yeah, that's this. So for, for some, pe- wait, for some wait. people, Mike, it's Mike not said it best. Issue. Mike said it best. It is. For some people, it's not an issue, but the Ufi doorbell, it, it's a competitor to ring. Yeah. The Ufi doorbell, their whole marketing campaign was centered around the fact that the videos are only local it is never sent through the cloud ever they lied they store your stuff on the cloud and it's not in a secure way and they were caught i i don't think it was the videos it had something to do with the image pictures but it had something to do with your notification like you get a text and it shows you a thing and you touch the text and actually show you part of the video it was it had to do with that specifically not like Mm -hmm. just capturing video all the time yeah, but it was in such a way that it wasn't hidden behind, it's behind like any a security. Doorbell, buddy. You're pointing it outside but, anyway. No, 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 no. Yuffie doesn't just make doorbells, though. I know. I have their cameras too. You know what? Yeah. You want to you want to see what Phil and I do? That's fine. <laughs> so, um, I, I I take issue when people knowingly misrepresent products. I, I just because I do like them so much, honestly, and because it doesn't, it really, here's the thing. I, I truly believe privacy is an illusion. I, I think rights are an illusion. Privacy are an illusion. And, you know, like, well, yeah, blah. no, hackers can hack anything. We get told, I don't think I sent you this TikTok, Joe, but you would have loved it. It's a guy from YouTube, I want to say. It looks like a type of TED Talk. But he's talking about progress bars in the internet and how like different psychological tricks that things do. Like, why do you think when you tap something on your phone, it does this motion thing? It's actually buying time in your brain to think that something's happening while it's actually loading in the background. And he showed the one from YouTube and he said, you know, this bar is just an animation. It is not an actual progress bar. It'll, it'll actually hang up at the end on purpose. Like it's just paused right there when it gets to 90 something percent. Cause you ever notice when you upload a video and watch that bar, it goes from 93, 94% to a hundred, but it sits there for a minute and that's an animation. It's all psychological. We can get told now, you know, more than me, I think is your coder. You might go deeper into this world, but if I'm told, Oh, we never share it on the cloud. How do I know? How do I know that you actually secure it? How do I know that everything you tell me as a company that you're doing is actually true and secure? Our stuff gets well, and so all the time. Yes, it does. And so that's where you have to have faith in, in it to a certain degree, because until this leaked, people didn't know. They just, just took it at face value. Well, I guess also and, I live out loud. So I assume that everything's always being recorded. Always. And that that's a safe assumption to make, but when they tell you they're not going to store your pictures or videos on the a, anywhere that's not going to be stored, and then they do, that's a problem. I still I still say, and, and I don't know. I never follow the story more, and I I absolutely caveat. Hey, you send us the story. Show I'm not show. That's the old one. It's WNN show at gmail.com. All just letters, WNN show, because I couldn't get wise underscore and underscore nerdy at gmail.com because somebody already had wise and nerdy at gmail. 
I call BS, but yeah, that might be the next section, Jay. You roll the dice. Is it BS that our name was taken on Gmail? Yeah, I can't find any records of it online. Yeah, but if you would like to correct what I'm saying here or anything, add to the show, wnnshow at gmail.com, and we'll add a we'll add two more segments, so we can do an eight-sided dice. Uh, do I, have the, I have eight-sided dice. Yeah, we'll have the mailbag and something else um, when y'all start writing in. So uh, uh, my point is, though, because I listen to Daily Tech News Show with Tom Merritt and Sarah Lane and, and Rich Rothling, I forget his name. Um, and they covered it at the time. And if I understand it correctly, which I might not, it had to do, again, with the the little image and the little temporary video it sent to your texts. Because you'd pick, you know, not just, hey, text me there was motion or, hey, text me this happened. Um, on any camera, but I just use it for my ring, my, for, not ring, my Yuffie doorbell. But it said, it'll say, you check a check box, says, do you want to see a still photo and or a quick video of it? And if you check yes, that was not that it should have been, but that's those things were what were in the cloud being sent. It was a notification of the still photo and like 10 seconds of video that you could watch in your text message. Uh, as opposed to accessing my doorbell constantly or rec- the recordings I do and download like my wife. Uh, you haven't been to the new house yet, Joe, but you will at Dragon Con. And there's just this little step down. It's not much. Um, but she was so used to the other house and how it stepped down. that The way she stepped, she just hit it short and kind of crumpled. And all I hear from the living room is, did you see that? I'm like, see what? And she's just laughing. So I pull up the video and she just goes down this weird American's funniest videos, kind of random way, just laughing all the way down. Um, that is not, was not stored in the cloud. I think it's just a notification of when her face at the camera and like five or 10 seconds of video. I don't know. You're not necessarily wrong, but I think also people like to, not that you do Joe, it is Joe. He does. Uh, but People like to get upset without actually digging in. I like to be happy and not dig in. So there's that. I balance. <laughs> you like to be ignorant. Ignorance, ignorance is bliss. bliss. There you go. Roll that dice. All righty. Number six. Uh, uh, seriously? You, yes. you, you, Joe. Bad daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that's because you know what the section is. It is I bad sure dad jokes. Waka waka bad dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt did that on his own. I didn't oh, put that man. in. And if you want to submit your own bad dad jokes, WNN show at gmail.com and we will read them out during this segment. All right. So when does a joke become a dad joke? Uh, when does it ju- I don't know, Joe. When it becomes apparent. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I need sad trombone. Where is sad trombone on this thing? Uh, oh, no, no, no. I need the price is wrong. Uh, I know somebody out there is laughing. I, I, I just... The price is not right, uh, Bob. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Roll the dice. <laughs> all righty. We got number four. All right. Uh, that, again, we haven't got the new recordings yet. So I'll just do it. Can you dig it? You can dig it. 
What are you digging? Can you dig it, Joe? What are you digging, man? Oh, man. Uh, so I had a conversation not too long ago with my mother-in-law about a short story that I read in high school called Harrison Bergeron. And I'm going to pronounce the, the author's name way wrong, I'm sure, but Kurt Vonnegut? Vonnegut? Oh, um, yeah, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of it or see or read I know it the or anything? author's name, but no. Okay. Um, yeah, because I was wondering if maybe you, there was a, a short film, I think it might have been direct to TV that had, um, uh, oh shoot, Samwise Gamgee, the actor, Sean Astin, um, in it. Uh, but anyway, uh, Harrison Bergeron is a dystopian future where, um, basically they have taken the idea of equality to the extreme. So people have to be fully equal. They, no one's allowed to be smarter. No one's allowed to be better looking. No one's allowed to be um, more physically able than other people. And in this dystopian future, if you, let's say you're, you're stronger or faster than, the lowest common denominator, because that's what they have to go to is the lowest common denominator. They shove weights that, that you're forced to wear all the time so that it slows you down. Or if you're Wouldn't too that good, looking, stronger it, over time. Yeah. But um, if you're better looking, you have to cover up so that people can't see you. If you're smarter, they, they actually have. Oh, so I'm totally screwed this whole future. I got you. Well, no, everybody is the same, right? I'm uh, bigger, the, smarter, prettier, better. Come on. <laughs> and and so uh, Harrison is intelligent, athletic, good looking. Um, and if I and it's it's been a while since I, I, I read it, but um, it made such an impact on me as a teenager that I was like, wow, OK, um, where. And I'm pretty sure it was Har it was Harrison and somebody else who um, they a about him and 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 another a woman a ballerina go onto the television during a live show and they remove all of their shackles and they do this beautiful dance and it's it's wonderful and amazing and it's live and. What ends up happening they is get shot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Get, wow. Yeah. I was yeah, gonna like, be no, Squid they, Game's kind of funny. And and this is I, I might be misremembering, but from what I remember, they're killed. And then the Oops. government pushes a button that wipes they those two people from everyone's memory. And so his parents oh. don't even remember that their son just died in front of them on the TV. And it's like, it's like, whoa, That's a, um, yeah. and it, it's, I, I, so I, I, I thought it very, a very thought provoking short story. Like it, it's, it's super short, it, like, well, super short being relative. It, I, I want to say it's like 20 pages long, um, which is probably one of the only reasons I read it in high school. Cause let's be honest. I, I didn't care to read in high school not not what was assigned anyway um and so yeah it was 
it was interesting. And I'm, I'm actually not to the extreme, but you see it in society nowadays, somewhat this idea of everyone needs to be equal. Um, and that's, that's not how the world works. That's not reality. I, I personally believe in everyone should be equal under the law. And I, I do believe that everyone should as much as possible have equal opportunities, but there's people out there who think that outcomes should be equal. And I think yeah. that's more what this is, is going for where everyone has the same outcome um, where it's taken that extreme. And that I do not agree with um, because I, I believe that people who work harder in general should be yeah. able to reap, reap those benefits and those who don't put in any effort should reap the consequences of that. I, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Uh, that, uh, that reminds me a little bit of um, Atlas shrugged, which is more about uh, freedom of thinking and economy and, and more governmental levels of that. And then there, I mean, it's societal, but it was, that reminds me of Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. Uh, and even some of the black mirror, episodes i watched on netflix um so there there's always dr drew all right drew penske he did love line back in the 90s and 2000s uh he's been doing radio and, and tv for decades uh he's really good i like him i like his radio style his hosting style and his medical advice style and how he just gets to the point of things he's actually tried to start a revolution called the rational revolution where he believes that we need we need to leave comedy alone. Like let comedy be comedy. It's all subjective. It makes you think. If you don't like it, you can challenge it. You can talk. But this canceling thing is like, when did we when did we forget to laugh? He's not a comedian, but he's like, when did we forget to laugh? You know. So that kind of what you're talking about there, kind of that's the flip side of of cancel culture, right? I mean, it's it's it, it's it's here's the problem. People will start thinking they're equal until they realize they're not right. All of a sudden, now that we've canceled everybody who doesn't look like us or feel like us or talk like us or whatever the us is. Well, somehow, well, look, Joe, you're, you're different than me. Your glasses are different. That's not right. You've got this cool five piece poster that somebody who loved you sent you for your birthday. That's not cool. <laughs> I don't have that. You know, uh, there, we can always find differences and that's where canceling is really bad. Uh, but I was not going to say that's what I'm digging. I <laughs> am digging Joseph the underscore Ard. Yeah, again, I was contemplating this show. And we set this up in a matter of six weeks unintentionally. You, you know, when we really refined uh, Pokemon Go podcast, and people were like, no, this is really, really fun. It was when I, I really started enjoying creating with you. You were... Leaning into my jokes, you're leaning into the bits. You are swinging for defense. You're playing the the in comedy, the straight man, right? Of going, hey, I'll do the news. <laughs> you do the jokes sometimes, right? Uh, but then you're doing your own thing too. And I've always said I really love creating with people who want to play with me. And you have been that person. You've grown more and more. And then when we just started, literally, 
This show was birthed out of us just goofing after Pokemon Go podcast going, we want to do more content. And we just started telling stories to each other. And very quickly, I like, know this is a show. And then it built into, it was going to be a show just for our patrons. And then it, and now here it is a live real world thing that will be at Dragon Con this year live. Um, but it, it's the way you, we talked about on, on the episode recorded the first night we were live. We talked about how the logo came together, um, and how you and I just spent hours, you know, after, you know, separate hours, but you know, took an hour or so after each show and just started working on ideas and, it just flowed. There's been no resistance. There's been no, eh, I don't know if I want to do this. The show is so freaking random. We don't even know which, which <laughs> voiceover we're going to use. We don't know. How, and you're just like, I, lo- I love doing this show. Give me more. And, and that's what I'm really digging right now. I'm loving that about you, man. Is that, that this every step of the way you're, you're stepping up this show. Like I said, it didn't feel like we put any work into it. And yeah, we probably put, the most work I've done on any show into it, like getting ready for launch. And we did it in two weeks of logos everywhere, changing over branding everywhere. Uh, except Twitter. Screw Twitter. We don't care about Twitter. We're not, <laughs> it's still that Pokemon Go podcast on Twitter. We had to touch that. Uh, we might, you know, some people might still want it. I actually, yeah, I, I, remind me to yeah. tell you about the, uh, uh, that Twitter competitor. I forgot. I sent you a podcast for a reason. It's a little side note, but yeah. Yeah, I just I'm digging how we created together, and this came together so effortlessly that. Uh, and then I was like, "Hey, even though we haven't even done our first show yet, really, and we don't really have an audience, do you think we should do this live at Dragon Con?" And you went, <laughs> "Yeah, whatever." Or let's do it. Yeah, I think the actual quote was, "Yep, yep, so, yep, yep." That's right. <laughs> uh, so that is what I've been digging this week. Roll that dice. Number five. Scroll back up. Okay. And I love this one. This one's a really good one, too. Stay tuned for this commercial break. (laughs) (laughs) It's so deadpan. It is. (laughs) Call your daddy and leave a voicemail. Wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad. Donate to your daddy. Patreon.com slash wise and nerdy. And we pay it back by having a bit of a dance party commercial break. Stream Beats by uh, that street is uh, Senpai Gaming. 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 Check it out. This one is. Insulting. This one's called insulting. Ah, <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed that uh, thirty-second uh, dance break in your cars or wherever you are. Just a little uh, ear cleaner as we go ahead and roll that dice. <laughs> That was a nice (laughs) Q-tip. Number one. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, I'll still just love this one. Hold on. This is just fun. (laughs) Nerds. He, like, broke his voice on that. Uh, uh, I got to find a better way to set this up on the board. I I don't know. 
I'm sorry, everybody. Thank you for playing along. <laughs> okay. Joe, we're, we, I don't know if we should record two shows in one night. I am looking past the... Oh, dang it. Hit the wrong button. Ah, Looking past the... Oh, Hello, dang it. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it, daddy. Uh, you need some you need some propane or propane accessories? Oh, yeah, daddy. <laughs> what are you nerding out about now? All right, what are we nerding out about, Joe? Oh, man. So I just started rewatching. I've watched it before twice, I think, through. So this is my third through, third time through. Uh, Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works. So there is a Fate Stay Night, which was done by a different animation company, and then they redid it, Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works, which most people consider that the better of the two. Um, it is... Definitely not for kids. We'll we'll start off with that. Um, but it is where these this group of people are trying to get the Holy Grail because it will grant them a wish. Okay. And periodically throughout history, there is a contest to win the Holy Grail. And the way you compete is you summon a, a champion to Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, help Beetlejuice. <laughs> and 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 they they have a melee the last person alive basically gets the holy grail okay and they summon uh the the summoned champions are from are basically historical figures um and a lot a lot of times they don't actually tell you which historical figure it is sometimes you have to figure that out for yourself um, they drop hints, um, but it is really well done. Uh, I like it a lot, a lot of fun. Um, and after I finish this, I'm going to go to the prequel, uh, fate zero and watch it again. That's the sugar free um, version. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh but yeah there's there's a whole series of of different fates and not all of them are intertwined like it's not one continuous story and i haven't watched all of the different fate shows i've watched fate stay night unlimited blade works i've watched fate zero i've watched uh fate apocrypha and there's there's a few other ones um but the, it's all the same basic concept but with a twist each time and so, yeah, okay, it's a lot of fun, a lot of good stuff. Um, and the the people who summon the champions usually have some kind of skill as well, whether it be magic or um, military skills or whatever. And so, uh, yeah, so the the champions fight each other, the 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 summoners fight each other, the summoners fight the champions. It's it's a big brutal brawl, and uh, I like it. I like it a lot. And you can watch it on Hulu. A big brutal brawl. It is a big brutal brawl. Uh, that kind of reminds me of um, Assassin's Ball. Assassin's Ball. I've never heard of that one. It's an indie film. They did two of them. Uh, one had Ryan Reynolds. And it, I think the first one, Assassin's Ball, had Ryan Reynolds in it. It's this idea... That it's kind of like Bullet Train. Bullet Train is the newest version along those lines 
Uh, but it's the idea that a bunch of assassins are being brought to one place. Um, it's a story that's been done before. Of, I can't remember if they all have one target they're trying to do or if it's the thing they've all come here. Whoever gets out alive gets the billion dollars or whatever. But Ryan Reynolds actually plays an FBI agent trying to catch the assassins and gets tied up in it. And it's Ryan Reynolds. It's funny as crap. Um, very violent. And then the second one they did, Assassin's Ball, Aces, Aces High, had Vinnie Jones. And Vinnie Jones is famous for being in the 90s and 2000s, a very tall and oppressive Englishman that never speaks. He's just the violent guy, right? Are you talking about, I've never watched it, but I tried to Google it. You're talking about Smoking Aces? Yeah. And Smoking Aces 2, Assassin's Ball? Got it backwards. You nailed it. Smoking Aces. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing in our branding that will never change is <laughs> Joe will just interpret my brain and it'll be great. <laughs> yes, smoking aces is what I'm talking about. So uh sounds like fates, sounds like that. Uh suits. Hmm. I think I talked about this before. Again, I have watched it. Uh in fact, the seasons I'm in, I haven't finished it. So I know I've watched seasons one, two, and three solid. So f- I just finished binge watching season four and remember parts of it. I've been season five remembering parts of it. But here's the thing. We actually asked a question before on another show of what's a trait you like. And then, no, no, no. It was, uh, uh, what, what, yeah, I think it's a personal story time. What TV show influenced you the most? And yep. I learned from at different points in my life. I just try to learn from everything. I can watch something. And my wife has gotten on me before. So not everything is a, a learning lesson or a lesson. It's like, but for me, it really, really is. I can pull stuff out of reading the Sunday comics. You know, I've told that story. I, I can pull stuff out of reading books, listening to motivational speakers, watching kids' cartoons. I can learn something everywhere, I feel like. And I think most people should do that. And it just depends on where you are in life. I watched Suits before, got a lot out of it, enjoyed it. But I was learning about relationships and how to kind of talk to people. It's kind of what I got to. Because I've never been good at being that hard person. It surprised you when I said that. You're like, yeah, you're really good at when somebody doesn't show up to do what they need to. You cut them off. Like, not always. It, it can be difficult. But I've learned how to speak to people in calm but firm ways as well. And say, no, this is what I want. And this is how we're going to do it. Um, and some of that was inspired by suits. But now, dealing with people. So the whole idea is this lawyers, right? And every law firm has their name partners who are the top. And there's almost always somebody who's in control of that. They got senior partners and junior partners, all this other stuff. And it's this big law firm. And I'm watching going, I can never do that. Not that I can never be a lawyer, but I do not know how to work in an environment that is so at each other's throat one minute and then partners the next and then backstab, not necessarily backstabbing, but just not a cohesive team, right? I'm a cohesive team kind of guy. Scooby-Doo, baby. Scooby-Doo got me when I was a little kid. And they were just, no matter how different you are, even if you're a pot-smoking hippie and an uh, imaginary dog who we think talks to us all the time, we can all get along. Um, and that's the team I want. So, Suits, I, I was like, how do you be contrary? Now, being in the situation where... I've resisted the owner partner that I have and, and had to learn some lessons there. And I've taught him some things, having people underneath me being managers and having them see the world differently, having some conflicts with some employees. Now that I'm going back through it again, I'm like, Oh, and now I'm learning. Here's where I can be really hard and punchy and call the BS out. Um, 
I can't think of anything you've done wrong, Joe, but like, <laughs> Joe, Joe, you, you know what? You, you showed up late. I don't know what you want from me, man. You showed up late. You, you didn't get your questions in. You didn't dance during a commercial dance party. Dude, you're just not bringing it. And I've learned, I'm starting to learn in real life how to separate, but we can be friends. Yeah, I just don't want you on the show anymore, but we can be friends. We'll go, we'll go get a Kool-Aid at Dragon Con together. You know, no problem. But yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. And Suits is, is helping me see different. And no, I get it. I get it. They're characters, but they are characters that are teaching me something on here's how I figure out this out. Here's how I overcome that. Here's how I prove my worth. I mean, there's just different aspects of it. So I'm digging Suits right now. I, so I, I, Googled it to look who up uh, who was in it because um, I've never seen it before, and I noticed that he he doesn't look like he's a main guy, but he's a recurring character. Um, Gus from uh, Psych is in it. I don't I know how much he shows in it, but yeah, I'll have to give it a try in a while. I, so I jumped back oh. in at four. So if he's in season one, two, three, I don't remember. If he's after that, I haven't got there yet. Um, but it it is it is. Very family friendly. It's a USA. It's made for USA. You can watch it on USA. Uh, I'm watching it on. No, you can't watch it on USA. I'm sorry. It was made on USA originally. It's where I started watching it. But now it's on Peacock and you say it's also on Prime. So, yeah, well, apparently he doesn't join till season eight. So, oh, OK, you're you're not that point yet. Spoiler alert. That actor joins <laughs> and I have no idea what he does. There's there's <laughs> in it, there. Did you ever? I didn't really. But familiar. did you watch the. Uh, Terminator TV show. Uh, Sarah Connor? Sarah Connor, yes. Sarah Connor Chronicles? Yes. Yeah, they so, left that off on such a huge cliffhanger. I didn't mean to get your blood jerks. pressure up. It's not what I was talking uh, about. But the actress from there, oh. she's in an episode I just watched. Uh, there's faces that are peppered throughout this thing that are in and out, and it's 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 enjoyable. There's there's three to four or five main characters and, and to see some of the character development and honestly to see a character develop and yet stagnate and yet kind of develop and yet stagnate is, is a character that they, and the first two seasons they want you to hate, but then they start trying to develop him. But then he's the, almost a real life character to me because I've seen that now in my life. That's why it hits home so hard. It's like, <laughs> Oh my God, that character, Lewis lit is this person in my life because they want to be better, but the, every decision they make makes them not better. Yeah. So yeah, it, it really, it was really good. Um, but so don't be that, be the good daddy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, roll the dice. All right. Number three. Oh, we got the hot takes. Uh, so this one, yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. So you're going to read this one. You're going to sum this one up. So what is what yeah, are we yeah. hot take on here? We are, we're definitely going to sum it up because it's, it's too long to read, but this actually comes to us from Dennis from botched podcast. Uh, apparently this is one of his neighbors is who this is happening to. So I'm going to read the, the, the headline of the article and then I'll give you a kind of a summary of what happened it says man who donated kidney to save wife's life threatened with jail based on a legal trick she played over $1 a year alimony. Okay. Okay. That's a weird number. Yes. So uh, let me preface this, I guess, first. The, when, when you're getting a divorce, 
and someone wants to include $1 a year alimony, apparently that's a well-known tactic. Because if you concede in the divorce papers that there is alimony at all, okay, that opens the gates uh, for the alimony amount to be changed because it's later. Ba- it can be it can be based on your income. Yes. And so if you concede to pay any alimony that it, it, it so if you leave that off together, they can't include alimony in the future, so I'm told. Okay. All right. So uh this couple from Connecticut, they married they were married for 10 years. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. There's a caption under a photo. <laughs> There's a photo in this article. Here's the caption for the photo. Connecticut family lawyer attorney Randolph Richardson is a great lawyer who knows judges well. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. And, and that'll be that'll be a th- a theme if you read the full article. Okay, all right. Um, all right, all right. Where her ju- her lawyers knew the judges very well. Oh, she picked no. very good lawyers. Um okay, so the couple's married for 10 years. The last Three-ish years, his wife was struggling with pancreatic cancer, and she also had diabetes, and so she her her kidneys were failing too, and she had dialysis. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't let her get a new pancreas until she dealt with her kidneys first. Well, because yeah, without that, without the kidneys being fixed, no, no it doesn't matter. Yeah, and so. Her husband wanted to donate one of his kidneys, but he wasn't a match. So what he did is he arranged to do a three-way trade um, between people that matched the significant other of of someone else. Yeah, okay? yeah, okay. And so he gave his kidney to someone, they gave their kidney to someone else, and that person gave their kidney to his wife. Got okay. Um so they're married for 10 years. She didn't work at all during all three of those years or all uh, sure. 10 of those years health that issues. decade. All right. Yeah. Well, no, no, well, not just health issues. Just, he made enough money that uh, she didn't need to work. And so she was a stay at home housewife. Okay. Sure. Um, he, he made a lot of his money from his normal um, job, but also he invested well into stocks and bonds and mutual funds and, and whatnot. Okay. All right. Um, and so, they swap the kidneys. She she recovers fairly quickly. He starts having issues though because of the transplant. Sure. And so he's they're struggling a tiny bit, like not a not a ton, but a tiny bit financially. But they still have plenty in savings, so they're fine in that regards. She gets a new pancreas as well. Post op, she's doing great. Um, and he and she turns to him during the Christmas holidays and says, I want a divorce. Wait, wait, right before that is, I just see, I'm trying to follow along as you're doing this. His business began to fail. And then she wanted a divorce. Yes. Yep. Well, and, and he had made a questionable investment. Um, it, it was 400 and something thousand dollars and it, and it okay. never came to fruition. Basically it was a, completely lost. Um, she apparently told him afterwards that 
before the transplant, she was planning on asking for a divorce. She just didn't say anything because she wanted the kidney. Oh, man. Okay. Um, even though they were having financial issues, he had one $1.6 million in savings. Okay. So he had all of that. The accounts are in both of their names. They had two houses. One was fully paid off, um, which was worth half a million dollars. And then they had another one that has its quote unquote mortgage to the hilt. Okay. All right. So they filed for divorce. And during the divorce um, litigations, whatever, her, her lawyer knew the judge very well. <laughs> Half of the assets, none of the recently incurred debt, and the free and clear house in Patterson. Oh, my God. And the $1 a year for five and a half years of, al- of alimony, which, again, he's like, okay, whatever. His lawyer should have known. She agreed to share the successes, but not his mistakes. Oh my God. You got the worst lawyer. If you don't know how to punch this one out, one, two, knockout. Come on, man. His lawyer was friends with her lawyer. Joe, this is not a hot take. This is Charles punches the world. What is going on, man? Yep. Seriously. Um, and then I don't know the details of it, but apparently he ended up winning a malpractice lawsuit against his lawyer Honor. during that. Um, but the damage is already done. So marriage over, everything's, you know, he, he paid out, out the wazoo. And then he had to make an additional um, payment for the money that he had lost. So it was $490,000 in the investment. He had to pay her $245,000 um, over time, over six years as part of the the settlement. Okay. So that was in 2014. Next year, she files a motion to modify the alimony. She, again, like I said, that's, it's that loophole. He agreed to $1. She wanted to modify it. Um, apparently it gets dragged out, dragged out, dragged out. Uh, for and so by 2016, she claims that he had concealed assets and that her, she her stuff was not was, had decreased her assets. I mean, if you're not working, of course, your assets are going to decrease, right? Um, and so basically, he and he'd already paid out out of that 245,000, he, he had already paid out 139,000 dollars. So and, and it's been I love what, two, I love two that years she at this got point. Screwed a little bit here. So in fairness, Tracy did not keep all the money for herself. She admitted in a later proceeding that a substantial sum went to her attorney Richardson. Oh yeah, no, it was it was a big from the sounds of it a big scheme on the attorney's part that they Just were take, in together to oh my god yeah well to take his money Gus's money yeah. and split it up between them. Um, so he. <laughs> So she tries to uh, change the alimony. By this time, he has moved and he has um, actually remarried and he's living in Pennsylvania. Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, where the boys are. Yeah, near near Dennis. Uh, So 20. uh, This is all being drawn out. 2019. Gus and and his new wife 
have filed for bankruptcy because yeah, because they're filing for bankruptcy, you know, why do you file for bankruptcy? And so she actually tries to get the courts to order the bankruptcy proceedings to stop. Because it'll stop her from modifying the alimony payments. Exactly. And so what ends up happening though, the guy's new wife, her grandfather dies and the services are a day before the hearing that basically the hearing to, to, to stop the bankruptcy. Uh Okay. uh And so he gets, uh, he tries to say, Hey, I need a bereavement continuance. So push it off to another date because I'm going to be at, at at a funeral. And, um, again, this is this time is I'm pretty sure it's the same, uh, same lawyer. Yeah, she had the same lawyer. Same lawyer, different judge, but it's a, a judge that again he knows. Right. At least I think it's a different judge. I'd have to double. His check. argument was the large argument was that he, Gus should attend court even if he had to drive all night. That's yes. Yeah, so how is this even a thing? Right? Uh, well, and apparently from going down this rabbit hole, when it comes to divorces in Connecticut the guys get screwed over almost all the time Wow, is what is what I is what I've heard after looking more into this. So uh, the judge says, no, you have to be here. He's going to stay. He ends up being the good guy, staying with his wife to the detriment of himself. And um, he, he finds an, 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 a lawyer again. I, I, a lot of this I think comes down to, he picked the wrong lawyer. Yeah. That's not his fault, but it's what well, it necessarily is. his gotta, fault. It is. You gotta be yeah. on your P's and Q's every step of the way. Every step of the way. Yeah. So. I learned the hard way too, but I'll, I'll, I'll share that now. It's fine. They they do a. Um, so this extends into July. They, they because he didn't attend, it gets. um they they block his his uh bankruptcy. bankruptcy um and this extends into July of 2020 and so they hold a um a, an online court appearance i guess okay. um and so they what ends up happening because at this point they got divorced in Right. Um, so 2014. The so alimony it is, ends June 2, 2019. Mm-hmm. And apparently in the alimony or in the, the divorce settlement, in general, you can change the alimony amount, but you cannot change the, end date. the duration. Right. So it ended and they're trying to do this overnight drive to court crap. Mm-hmm. And so the judge throws out the previous divorce statement. He gets rid of it and rewrites it. And now not only and so he, he changes it to where now the guy has to pay. It took him two, seven months after the divorce mm-hmm. after uh, to, to, to do this, to rewrite this, to get rid of the old agreement and rewrite a new one. And so now he has to pay $2,000 a month forever. There is no duration for the rest of her life. And the judge orders him to pay it retroactively 
So for the last five and a half, six years, for a lump sum of another $110,000. There's got to be a federal court that can come in and flip this corrupt BS okay. out the door. It, I, I know this is getting long, so, you know, yeah, 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 we're, yeah, we're getting it, towards yeah, the end. It's good. It's got me in. I'm in. I'm ready to punch somebody. Give me somebody okay. to punch. So he tries to appeal the decision, and the the appeal is denied. Now, by this point, we're in COVID, right? By the time this judge figured out how to screw Gus over, we're in the shutdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything is shut down. So um, during the appeal, though, they mention, well, they, they, they say Gus donated his kidney to her. And she's like, no, he didn't give me his kidney. Someone else gave it to me. Oh, my God. Because it was the swap. Um, uh. And... Uh. And so they did technically Gus's attorney did tech Gus is the guy's name. They did technically get them to admit that be, she only got the kidney because of the swap. But even still at that point, they, they don't care. So they didn't modify is cause he tried to get them to remodify the alimony because he's I'm broke. Sorry. I would, I'd pay this heifer and like paper checks and I, this is the height of COVID. I would cough all over. I'd snot on it. I would you know, <laughs> fart in the envelope. Look, Heifer, oh, you're gonna man. you're gonna come this hard to try to ruin my life. I, I won't give you all the diseases I can. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and so um, they they decide because you know he's broke. He can't pay for it. The judge. This is now a a PA judge, a different judge, but. Um, and she has a new attorney that's in Pennsylvania as well. But again, her attorney knows the judge well again. Okay. She say what you will. This gal knows how to pick her attorneys. Um, and so she says, look, he's not paying me the 110 that he was supposed to the retroactive. I, I need to take him to claims court. Okay. The judge says that well so he's broke he's he's he tried to declare bankruptcy right. i don't know if he ever actually finished his bankruptcy because they had put it on hold oh yeah they said he has until at Ju this is now this year he has until june 18th to pay the money or he would be found he would be found in contempt not only that so then he would go to jail for up to 30 days to quote unquote teach him a lesson if he d still does not pay after that, he will be jailed further. So, so this is this, this is this woman has basically ruined him. Like I, I, I'm thinking of the 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 Tiger King yeah. quote: "I will never recover from this financially," or whatever that. Yeah. that I never. I, my wife watched it, but I I've seen the memes. I've seen the memes, um, but. Yeah, this is nuts that like our system is broken. No kid, two different states, two different courts screwed this man over. And that's what I've never understood about debtors prison. One, that's such an archaic BS thing to have. But it's like, oh, you still have to pay it, but you're in jail. Oh, you can't pay it because you're yeah, in jail. You can't you earn it. In jail. But yeah, you can't. It's like, <sighs> and honestly, this is why people murder other people. Is this woman 
I mean, she is try, trying to ruin his life. This is why the dark web exists. This is why bad things are in this world. Is she now? Yeah, we don't know the whole story, but honestly, once you ruin somebody, put them in financial ruin, they're filing bankruptcy, they have nothing to their name, and you still go after them. And you still don't get anything. He doesn't have the money. So you're still sitting there eating ramen noodles. I'm looking at the picture from her home court appearance. She looks like she's having to eat ramen noodles because you don't go work. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it's all messed up. And then the little stinger at the very end is what gets me. I'm just going to read it verbatim. Don't get divorced in Connecticut. If you do, Retain attorneys who know the judge, which also works in Pennsylvania. And think twice before you donate a kidney to a spouse. The life you save may be your own. Uh, this is where I've owned my oh. darkness. You know, I, I've said in certain circumstances, uh, it, it, you know, it, 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 there's no divorce with my, me and my wife. We both agree to that. We both talk about yeah, that. Same. You know, uh, for, and you know, I might have different reasons, but. I can honestly own the darkness that is in me. And I was like, I don't believe I could ever see you with somebody else, period. I just couldn't, you know? Uh, and depending on the circumstances, there are definitely situations that would, I'd be like, no, I'm going to jail. I, I'll be, a, a, <laughs> this, this, I'll just tell you now, I understand. I don't believe that I will get past any humanity to say, oh no, my kids, no, my two older ones are old enough to take care of the younger ones. I'll go to jail. It's, it's a thing. Um, I just, I, I don't, the, here, here's the real take on it though. Here's the real hot take on this. Pay attention to who you're getting married to. Look for their real faults. Look for the worst parts inside of them and see if there's still somebody you would want to be with. Because I dare say the people in my circles that I've known get divorced and ugly divorced. They were probably ugly dating and, or the stars in their eyes, not everybody's perfect. Everything's perfect dating, you know, but, but ugly dating is the people who are fighting and, and now their friends are going, you shouldn't be together. Why are y'all together? Oh, you just don't understand. You know, um, you're right. I don't, <laughs> you know, it, I, I guarantee you the signs were there. And, and I can, I can dare say, John, I know we went a little long. That's about, I was in, I was in, I'm good with it. We're going to roll on, but maybe we'll talk about it on a different show. Uh, when I was dating my wife, yeah. I, there was a moment where I literally asked myself, well, depending on what she says next, we'll determine whether or not we can actually have a relationship going forward or not. You know, but I was not, I didn't realize I was, but I was looking for, the worst in somebody because maybe intuitively I knew I had a lot of baggage and I had the worst in me. So if we could see each other's worst and still be cool, that was it. Yeah. And I'm going to say this now as some advice, don't marry someone where you see them as a project to fix because yeah. it's not going to work. If now if you get into the relationship and they're working on stuff, that's one thing. Everyone has stuff to work on. Yes. But you have to accept their flaws and accept that those flaws might never change. Yeah. Before you take that step into marriage. In my personal opinion, too many people nowadays go into marriage thinking, Oh, I can just get a divorce. Yeah. No. Well, asshole. And, and even if you do. Yeah. Yeah. Asshole. Gus, gus. Yeah. And, Especially if you're a guy, 
think long and hard because more often than not, <laughs> when it use- comes to a diverse. When it comes to a divorce, no, no, we want to think. Of, we want get, to think smart and clear. Thinking the other way is probably what got them in the marriage in the first place. <laughs> well, just it, the system as it is is, even though there You're is technically wrong. supposed to be uh, equality under the law, there's there's, there's not. not when it comes to divorces. Really? There isn't. I mean, sure, you can get some systems, some judges, maybe, but I saw it even in Georgia. You know, I argued all day long. There's no way a judge will slam fill in the blank. You know, slam this dad who's trying for this. Yeah, they, they will. Um, mm-hmm. There's no way this judge will look at this person with with le- legal and, and honest proof of this is the bank accounts. This is my income. Nope, we don't believe you. You got to pay three times that. Yeah, they do. It is so unbalanced towards the woman in court. Now you could argue there's other stuff unbalanced towards men. Sure. We're arguing there should be balance to all of it. Yes. It should be, you know, you present your case, you present your case and it should be based on science and math. Not what we feel like. And there's this yeah. thing about, you know, they're used to a certain quality of life. Don't care. Don't care if she didn't work for 15 years. Sure. She's used to that quality of life, but math and math matters. Okay. Based on what you're making over the last five years of what you brought in, this is the legal percentage that we figure out. This is what you'll pay her. Well, if I lose my money, well, you got to come back after so many years and that average and that math will change, but it's hard set, honest, unbiased math. And, Alimony just has never fully made sense to me, especially f- alimony well, for life. You know what it came from, that right? That is just, I, I don't know the history Back of alimony, in like, no. I don't know the exact history, but you know, the 40s and 50s where women didn't work or there was just mm-hmm. secretary. Your whole thing was you were in a secretarial pool and you found a husband. It came from that because you get divorced, the man throws you out, you don't own property, you couldn't own property, you're just a little woman, and now we're having women on the streets who have nothing. That, But that's I, antiquated. That is not today. So I get that if it's temporary and if the man is the one, like, so in this case, well, he, was the, he was the breadwinner. No, you're right. But so let's, let's take it. Uh, for instance, in this specific case, he was the breadwinner. She she was not. Sure. And we presume that might even have been their agreement. Yeah. So in that instance, I could see if he was the one that instigated the divorce, there being a temporary um, alimony. Very temporary. But this alimony for life thing and what- makes zero sense. It's a five me. and a half years, right? That was a, okay, you've yeah. you got time to figure out your life. Uh, if, cause Phil, and even that I think is too much, uh, way too much in my opinion. Phil went through a divorce, right? He was public. Well, he went through it privately. Then later on shared some public stories. I can tell you, Phil is a guy literally like being Dennis and other friends. I'm sure we're talking to him. He's having a really hard time in his life. He was, and he's like, I, I can't move out. Like, why not? She, she got through school. She's got a good job. You're telling me yourself that she says, no, no, let's, let's fix all this, you know, 50, 50 or whatever it was. And he was the guy's like, no, I need to take care of this house for her and my kid. So I will, I'm figuring out a way to, I was like, I'm sorry, man, that's dumb, but he did it. So that's where there'll be people like, no, 
I agree to take care of this life for her. Well, I will do and that. And that's your choice if you want to do and that. And child support's a, a totally different topic. Right. That, that, yeah, I, yeah, yeah I absolutely. Think, it's a totally different topic. Uh, lifetime I, responsibility. I think there should be personal responsibility. Okay, you may have spent the last 15 years being a trophy wife. And that that's a thing in this world, right? Absolutely. Well, do you have any marketable skills? No. Okay, so that adds on some years. You know, because that gives you years to get some marketable skills. And then still numbers. It just comes down to numbers. If this, then that. That's how I believe it should be. Uh, but we have we've rambled on, man. That was a real hot take. And that that yeah. You know, I, that that was one bad lady daddy. Poor I tell you. Poor Gus. Poor Gus. Poor, poor, poor um, Gus. And and he he does have a GoFundMe if that is we're we don't want to pressure anybody to do to do anything like that but if if this moved you and you feel inclined there is a GoFundMe and we can link the it's the in the story here it, the and, article will be linked yeah, in the yeah. so you can yeah. follow the rabbit hole rabbit yeah exactly trail. yep follow the yellow brick so. hole um but so here's, well, here's a little flip before we move on here's the flip to that though we truly don't know the story there was some stuff the way the story was written the guy was very much uh well, they figured out a way to, to mess, screw old Gus Gus over. I mean, it's, it's more, it's less factual, a little bit more flavorful. So it could be that yeah. Gus Gus over there did hide millions of, well, she said 400,000, which come on, lady, you took out millions from him and you're going to nitpick 400,000 that you think he hid. And you're, yeah. oh my God. It is such well, a nasty trick. You you say we don't know. I actually went down a rabbit hole with this. Oh, one. okay. So um, is this a true story, I, basically, or is maybe Gus Gus a little deserving of the punishment? Yeah, no. It, well, so at at least the the judgments are true. The circumstances around them, like, ha, uh, there's definitely some flavor to it, and sure. I, we don't know if the flavor is true or not. But as far as the actual um, judge the 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 cases and everything yeah, yeah. I, I i went down quite the rabbit hole i actually i actually watched her um one of her the the digital the zoom um hearing oh. on the on on the bankruptcy did you hear that chung chung yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, and so so as as far as the actual um legal facts they seem to be uh, on the up and up on this. So, which sucks for Gus, but it, it seems to be telling the truth in that regards. Wow. Um, wow. But yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do the time, do the crime, man. I'm just, I just, I, I can't, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, <sighs> I just, that guy, I'm like, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to jail for something basic. If I'm going to go to jail, I'm gonna make it worth my time. All right. Makes me think I mean, of did you ever see um the movie Double Jeopardy? Uh yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> where where um uh Ashley Judd, that's yep. the she's in it. Uh, the, this this makes me Cuba think Gunn about Jr. that too, I think. Maybe not. Oh man. No, uh, wait, yeah. Anyway. I, I'm not gonna spoil it. It's a it's a good movie. I liked it a lot, but yeah. Yeah. It's it Roll it makes me think dice. All right. Number two. Dose. <laughs> More personal story. Time. Uh, let's see how Kurt says it. 
It's personal story time. He sounds so depressed. <laughs> oh my God. Is this show not over yet? No, Kurt. It's not. Now I entitled this Mario and My Kid. It really is a theme on kids absorb everything, and we really <laughs> want to make sure we're we're inspiring them to the best of us. Right? So I've got two. One's about Mario. And then I got another one about Zoe. So I had a Wii. All right. And it, uh, it the, the new Mario came out, right? The one with the cat suits. That was really one of the g- new great iterations of Bowser's the Mario. Fury or Mario 3D? Mario 3D. No, it's later than that because this is on the Switch. This was, uh, maybe it was, it was uh, <sighs> Super Mario something. Maybe it was 3D. I don't remember. But that's when it introduced the cat suits. It introduced four players on the screen at one time, right? Because you could have four people on the Wii doing the remotes and stuff. And Super Mario 3D World. There you go. Is is the one. So yeah, and they've they've clumped it together with Bowser's Fury for the Switch, where ah, it's a dual gotcha. a dual game. That's, that's what you get there. Yeah, my kids just barely bought that actually, so gotcha. that's why I was thinking it. Um, Mario is not my friend. Neither is Sonic. <laughs> uh, I've broken many a controller over there. Those are expensive. Don't Some do that. Of, uh, you're not kidding. Some of the most... I'm a nice guy. I make people laugh. <laughs> Joe said one of the things he likes about me is that I, I go out my way to inspire people and build them up and, and make a way. But if you saw some of the moments of when I'm playing video games... Even people like wouldn't even yell world star. They just have that look on their face like, bro, that's too, that's too much. And this is one of those moments where I'm playing this Mario game and I'm just dying and I'm just not having a good time. And Oakland is four years old. He's watched other stuff. He, he never repeats anything I say. He never messes with anything. Crosby is, is, I guess if he's four or five years old, she's two or three years old, somewhere three or four years old, depending on the situation. Uh, so I let fly with a, a certain phrase. I mean, just deep rooted. <laughs> my ancestors were oppressed. Rage just comes out of me, right? And I, I say some, some words that I'll hint to what they were in a few minutes. Turn <laughs> off the like game. a sailor. Uh, turn off the game. And put everything away, took the kids outside, cooled down, chilled out, had fun. No problem. Now, back in that day, my mother-in-law worked a Baylor shift, which is uh, typically a weekend shift where you work uh, 36 hours straight. And, but you get to sleep. They have this room for you. But you live at this hospital and you work for about 36 hours, but you get paid for 40. And that's it. You work Saturday and Sunday, give, you know, all the way through 36 hours straight, and you're done. So she loved it because Monday through Friday, she could be with the grandkids, go traveling or work a side job, whatever. Uh, so every, uh, or it's Thursday, Friday, it's like Thursday night, all day Friday. And she came home Saturday for dinner or something. That's the way her worked out. So every Thursday, my wife would start going over there and she'd be there all day Friday to sit with my brother-in-law. He started having issues back then and so on and so forth. And of course she would take the grandkids right with her, her kids. And I'm at work. And I just did, 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 doing my day. And my brother-in-law also has a Wii. He loves to match what we have gaming-wise so that everybody can play at each other's houses and all this other stuff. And I get this phone call. Like, hey, man, what's up? She goes, do you know what your son just did? <laughs> now, this is the only time, and he's 18 years old now. This is the only time in 18 entire years we've ever used the phrase, your child. 
Rather than joking, like, that's your kid, you're joking. You know what your son said, like, oh, no, what? He was playing Mario, and it's like, oh, no, he did. Oh, no, she, he was, she's like, it's not funny. I was like, I know, I know, I know, I can't just stop. No, it's not funny. I know. He was playing Mario, and his grandmother is here about ready to leave from work, and his uncles are here, and he, Mario died. And he says, and he goes, oh, fuck. No, 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 Joe, it's worse. He and oh, I'm gonna no. spell it out. I'm gonna spell it out the way people spell it out on TV, so you know what it is. But it was not spelled out. He goes, "You stupid little, see you next Tuesday." And I was like, <laughs> 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 oh, five year old said, "I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not." So, and she's trying not to laugh at this point. Too. I'm laughing so hard, and everybody around me in the office is like, "Dude, calm down. You're too loud. What's going on?" And like, I know it's not funny, but it's funny. I know it's not funny, but it's so funny, babe. And so, yeah, I I learned in that moment when I play video games with my kids. <laughs> Keep it together. Don't say anything. The other little thing is Zoe is, is Aaron's daughter all the way. Zoe's my youngest. She just turned 10. And when she's like eight years old or so, eight, seven, or eight years old, um, she's got the zing. Uh, actually, I guess she's got both of our humors because I can be kind of Aaron's humor is stabby. She, she loves to give you, she laughs the hardest at when somebody says something brutal to somebody else. Um, so Zoe, we're sitting there on the couch, me and my wife, and Zoe's there. And, and Zoe said something. I don't know. I said something to TV. She said something like, yeah, no stupid old ladies. And Zoe goes, she got mad. This is just, hey, mama's sitting right there. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's funny. Even Aaron was like, wait, what? No. And of course, she had to laugh, too. It was like, it was such a good burn. And and Zoe didn't even mean it as a burn. She was serious. She was calling her mom an old lady. And it was, oh, my oh, God. But then after that, when she realized it was funny, she... She is if the moon strikes, man. She'll get you. So that was the, the theme of what have you done that your kids copied and they shouldn't have? Oh, man. Oh, I, I think of a, a few different things. One was when, when my middle child was maybe about two and a half. Um, my wife decided it would be funny to teach him. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. And so he, for about a week or two, he, he stopped saying it after a while, but for about a week or two, whatever someone was getting after him, he would just be like, don't tase me, bro. <laughs> I'm like, I, I think I even have a video of him saying it too. Oh, that's um, but man, there's that. Uh, and my wife actually instigated that one. So I'm going to just be clear about it. that. But see, that's personal. Oh. And I dig it. I dig Kelsey for that one. <laughs> I was like, really, really? Come on. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been watching a lot of um, Facebook short clips lately. Uh, and the one that keeps popping up is Stephen. He, I don't know if you know him. He's the um, the Asian guy that says um, emotional damage. damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Kay. Uncle Roger, right? No. So no Uncle, Uncle Roger? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, different guys. Uncle it's been a while Roger. since I've seen the videos. I, yeah, I mean, okay. maybe multiple people saying it, but Stephen, he, um, he also does little skits where he, he pretends to be his parents, usually his dad. And oh, the um, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. And talking about how his kid's a failure. Well, one of the things that he does, and he he's used it in a bunch of his different clips. He he reuses like emotional damage. He reuses in a bunch of clips, and this one too, where he takes off his flip flop, and you know threaten threatens the camera, but threatens his his son, right, right, and says, "I will send you to Jesus." <laughs> and, yeah. and so now my kids have been running around. Uh, this month saying that to each other and i'm like uh can can we can we pick something else that's a little bit uh, a little bit sacrilegious there i love it yeah and, and so it. now now it has turned into i will send you to your house or <laughs> i will send you to nap time uh, and <laughs> yeah. um and hopefully uh no one gets offended because they try to to make a fake Asian accent too while they do it, because that's how they heard Stephen. He say it. Uh, and, uh, Oh man. Well, I, I got one more. I got one more. You talk about that intentional one. When Oakland was a toddler, right? He could understand, you know, we teach him stuff and he'd do it and repeat it. And if he got to laugh, he'd do it again. I intentionally taught him, Hey, Hey, anytime we see somebody, we'll tell them to ask you for $5 or five bucks. And if they ask you for $5, you take your hand and you smack them and you go, there's your $5. And, and, the, and we practiced it and he did it. Of course, I'm laughing. Aaron's last like, we shouldn't teach him this. I'm like, Oh no, we should. 100%. Oh no. And the first person we did it on was my dad. And, and he never saw it coming. I'm like holding Ryland, I mean, Oakland. He was, I don't know, 18 months, two years old. And I was like, dad, ask, ask him for $5. He goes, oh, okay. And he walks right into Hey buddy. Um, he goes, can I have $5? And uncle looks at me. I was like, nodded. He goes, pow, that's $5. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he's literally can't hit that hard, but it's like, you just never see it coming. And it's hilarious. And the other thing I used to do, I, I made him do this trick all the time up till he just got tired of it. It was like six or seven. But I was doing podcasting and we started having meetups and people would come around every year and, and hang out. And uh, when he'd do something <laughs> that he was in trouble for, but it wasn't that bad, I'd stick my hand out, st- straight out, and I'd say, come slap yourself. And I'd make him walk across the room, take his face and slap it against my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what that oh, means, Joe? No. It means we're good, daddy. That's right. We're good daddies. All right. Do we need to roll the dice one more time or we got everything in? We're done. That's all of it. Oh my God. I messed up the ending again, not keeping track. And that's you don't, why you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Well, you know, us screwing this up, right? We had, I had a great thing. where it was just surprise ending. Boom. You didn't see it coming. And that's exactly why we can never show for Walmart. Follow these nerdy dads on social media, Charles at Rock God of Podcasting, and Joe at Joe underscore hard, wiseandnerdy.com, and as always, they may or may not be your father, but they will always be your daddy.